Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled, How to Shorten Arguments and Reduce the Recovery Period. And (laughs) recurring arguments that would loop and take sometimes days, if not weeks, of that unsettled energy just floating in the air was something that I struggled with and my relationship struggled with, especially earlier on. And over the past few years, we've really gotten so much better at this. And I just wanna share my insights and what's helped my relationship uh, become much better at shortening those arguments, hearing our other, hearing our partner, and reducing that recovery period afterwards. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome back to the show. I thank you all for joining, whether this is your first time listening or you're a returning listener. I just want to acknowledge everyone who's taking the time set aside from their day to listen to this, hopefully better themselves, better their relationships, and just better their life in general. And speaking of bettering your life and relationships, there's something that Jess and I noticed that we got uh quite significantly better at over the last few years in particular the last year we've seen a drastic change and improvement on shortening our arguments and reducing the recovery period after the arguments now this is something that we were plagued with at the start of our relationship and even once we started to get to know each other on a deeper level it didn't get any easier it got almost more complex our arguments and we really struggled with this and we 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 both are very sensitive individuals and we both really value being heard as well as every human being loves to be heard and just wants to be seen and make sure that our voice is being heard our perspective is being seen and we really came up against a lot of struggle in our arguments of not ending them quick or letting them drag on, even if it wasn't quote unquote an argument. It was just some sort of tension or unresolved tension that was floating in the air. And it wasn't perfect, it wasn't on point. There would just be this unspoken thing that was still there. And we didn't really get great at pinpointing that and resolving it until much later in our relationship. And now I can proudly say, we are night and day. Obviously, we are not perfect individuals. Obviously, we both still slip up, but we've made drastic improvements. And I wanna share how we've come to this point and what's helped us because we were both pretty stubborn with the fact that we like to be right. We like to, we're also both competitive and it, it came up with a lot of clashing um, within these arguments or just unspoken tension that would kind of float within the air after there was a dispute. So I want to say the more you know about your partner, the easier it can be to resolve issues. Knowing your partner on a deep level can lead to resolving the issues quicker. But I believe that there's going to be more dynamic problems at play. If you have a higher level of self-awareness and awareness on the relationship as a whole. Now it's because when you know more, (laughs) 
there's more things that might trigger you or when you know more and know the complex dynamics and how your partner's psychology works and all the entanglements of their past situations of how they're affecting your relationship now, now that you're so aware of what's going on, you're gonna pinpoint, you're gonna see that happening and you're, you might wanna resolve that right away. So it can be easier to resolve them because you'll have a higher level of awareness. You'll know what's going on. You'll know why you're triggered. You'll know why your partner's acting a certain way or isn't acting a certain way. So it can help us on many levels. And it's kind of the paradox of that personal development realm and bettering ourselves. Yes, we get very self-aware and we have this bigger, higher consciousness of what's going on and how to show up better. But sometimes it almost nitpicks at every little thing because we're like, oh, that's not perfect now. I can be better. And it's almost this like complex stew of, <laughs> of different uh, triggers and awareness points that can also cause more conflict if you're not cautious about it. But one thing that is definitely non- uh, negotiable is I believe that we need to get on the same mutual framework to so that both parties have kind of that same operating framework when they're in an argument and really that's to be heard to be understood and to come to a fair resolution where where both parties are are, are feeling heard and, and come to a point where you can be satisfied with that result and not there's no lose-lose like Jess and I always look for the win-win how can we exit this sure we might not be getting exactly what we want or hope for but I'm sure there has to be a win-win in this and we always strive to look for the win-win and 99% of the time we always have the same end goal and that end goal is to exit that argument or difficult conversation on the same page, coming out lighter, coming out with a resolution. We don't want to be in this heavy energy. We don't want to be conflicting against one another. We both have the same goal and desire of this, we'll call it argument or difference of opinion. We still want to get past that. We don't want to sit in it. So we always have the same goal of we need to get beyond this. And that takes a most times a higher level of consciousness of uh, which I'll explain here. So um, the, I, I kind of outlined eight or nine steps here, which I'll, which I'll kind of just skip through that have really helped me. And I'll provide my insight on, on why I believe it's helped me. So for me personally, I'm somebody who really needs introspective self-reflection to be aware because I have many natural instinctive trigger points that make me want to react, that make me want to react with uh, a quicker, heavier, um, not as light energy where, where I'm just quick and I'm defensive. And for me, if I get in a situation like that, or even if it's a bad situation, I really need to remove myself from the immediate heat of the moment. And this for me allows me to take, whether it's a few minutes or an hour or two hours or even a workout or a walk, it allows me to reflect on the entire picture, not just my perspective, because when I wanna react in the moment, I'm just speaking from my reactive perspective. 
I'm not able to see the entire whole picture of other parties involved or especially Jess. I'm, I'm not able to empathetically put myself into her perspective. So many times I need to isolate myself from the situation so I can look at the whole picture and then come back into the conversation when I've let that fire, that heat digest a little bit more. Otherwise, like I said, I just get too zoomed in and I can't see the rest of the picture. But with that being said, I was also somebody who would want to eliminate myself from the heat of the moment and I'd reflect on it and in my mind I would take ownership and in my mind I view what I could have done differently in my part. But many times I would, this, this was previous, I would always try to avoid coming back to that conversation. I would just come home in a lighter spirit and happy and it's all good because I've resolved my own stuff. I've done my personal reflective work. I'm good. I did my work, Jess. You know, let's move on. That was my, that was my viewpoint on it. But that, A, that's not the proper way of resolving an issue in a partnership. And B, that didn't leave Jess settled. You know, we, we still had to resolve what was going on between us, not just what was going on in between me and take me taking ownership of, and that's it, and not resolving between us. There's two parties here. So if we eliminate and isolate ourselves from the heat of the moment, we need to ensure that we resurface and come back and resolve what needs to be resolved. So that one is... Probably my number one is removing myself from the heat of the moment, reflecting, and then coming back and actually revisiting, bringing it up when we're both in a bit more, less heated uh, state. So the second step is be willing to listen. And, you know, yeah, we all know we should listen. We should hear our partner. But there's just so much more than just listening we need to practice and develop our active listening skills. And this is something I really worked on the last couple of years, becoming a coach. That's essentially my job is to actively listen without a listening agenda. So especially in an argument, especially in an argument with your partner where we're so comfortable with our partner, we tend not to hold anything back, right? If it's somebody new and we have a, we have a difference of opinion, we're, we're more likely going to hold ourselves back. We're going we're gonna to retract from how we actually feel. But when we're in a partnership, we're so comfortable that we can just let everything out, which can be a beautiful thing. But many times in arguments, it can be a very dastardly thing and sometimes ugly. So to practice active listening, that's letting the, that listening agenda, uh, putting that aside. You know, many times we're loading the barrel of our shotgun as our partner's speaking. We're not actually hearing their words. We're just thinking about our defense of how we're going to rebuttal against what they're saying. They'll say something, it might trigger us, and we already have something preloaded. If we're not interjecting and cutting off our partner, you know, many times we do that. It's very difficult in the heat of the moment to actively listen. But that is... When we actively listen, the way of doing this is being fully present. And it comes with practice, especially to do this while you're triggered. But to listen to them, putting your thoughts aside and actually hearing and trying to feel what the other person is feeling as they are articulating their words. Feel their emotions. Put yourself in their shoes. And the more I did this, 
the more I was able to be like, to actually see her perspective in the moment. Because before, I was just absolutely preloading, loading that shotgun with all my thoughts, all my defenses, everything. It, but it took some real repetitious practice to hear her and feel what she is feeling in the moment. And that allowed to give me that awareness, that higher consciousness in the moment to actually feel and hear what she's saying. And that enables me to not react triggeredly to uh, a quick interjected response. The third step is don't try to win the argument. And trust me, if you win, quote unquote, win the argument, you will not feel like a winner afterwards. Winning the argument should become seeking to understand so you can be understood, as Stephen Covey said. When both parties are heard, then a mutual settlement can be realized. If you or one person or your partner is winning the argument and you leave feeling unheard or they leave feeling unheard, that's not winning the argument. We need to reframe what winning the argument is. And previously, before, especially before doing any personal development or self-work or relationship work, I would always try to win that argument subconsciously, naturally, because I'm a very competitive person that likes to win. So naturally, I would just try to win. I would get so defensive. Why I would try to prove why she's wrong. You're wrong about this because of this, this, and this. And instead of hearing her, I would just be on the defense. This is why I'm doing that. Well, this is why I'm doing that. And this is why, and this is what you're doing. And there's just no reciprocity. It was just attack and defend, attack and defend. And we had no groove with it at all. And it would just keep this argument going and going and going until we couldn't resolve it. And then, like I said, we come to a half-ass revolution resolution where both parties weren't being heard. And then there'd be that awkward tension or some sort of tension within the air, even if we're out of the heat of the moment. It just wasn't fully resolved. And a lot of that was because we would try to win the argument because we didn't have that capability to actively listen to what they were saying. Instead of listening, we're just defending. Uh, the fourth step or tip is combined with listening, understand your partner, as I said. So try to understand their psychology as well as how it can be linked to something from their past. So this is why it's so important to have a deep relationship where you can share and discuss everything so that there is that mutual awareness of why and knowledge of why our partner probably is getting triggered. They might not even be aware of it, but if we have that awareness over our relationship, then we might know why they're getting triggered. And we might be able to have that real conversation of, hey, is this maybe what's going on here? Or why don't you express... Um, how you're feeling and let, you know, and then you can make that higher level interpretation of what might be going on. And it just helps to a understand your partner. Um, and that doesn't make them right. Even if you understand their psychology or because you know, their triggers and you, and you did something to trigger them, that still doesn't make them right for reacting. Um, but we can always help ourselves from automatically responding to uh, a psychological trigger if we work on that. 
And while you put yourself in their shoes during the argument, let your partner know that you acknowledge and hear them. So even though if they might not be right or they might not be doing the right thing by, tr by getting triggered or responding reactionally, but what you need to ensure to do, and this has helped me a lot, is empathetically understand why they are going through or why they are reacting or why they are triggered and actually put yourself in their shoes and then acknowledge them. I hear you. I hear you, Jess. I see why you feel that way. And I see why I might be a part of that, whatever it may be. Um, and you can't follow that acknowledgement with a but or it's just because or any form of going back on the defense or justifying your point. Because as soon as you do that, it will void your comment or your acknowledgement to seeing them. And your partner will not believe that they have been heard or seen. So that needs to come with a level of genuine genuinity, basically. You need to put yourself in your shoes. You need to actually acknowledge and see what they are going through and let them know that they're being heard. Let them know that you see their side and that that allows for that um, receptive conversation flow to begin. So the fifth step is tonality, body language and conscious choice of words. And this is a huge one, especially for me, because I'm an extremely sensitive person and I buried that sensitivity deep my whole life. But the one thing that triggers it, and I'm very sensitive to it, is the tone that something might get brought up in or the body language, um, more so even over the choice of words, because 70 to 93 percent of communication is nonverbal. 70 to 93. That's insane. So when Jess and I break down most of our arguments or disagreements, a lot of them stem from poor nonverbal communication. It's not that we didn't articulate what we needed to or didn't say the right thing or avoid saying the wrong thing. It's that we brought something up or mentioned something with the wrong tone, with, uh, with the wrong facial or bodily expressions or even more energy. Just the energy behind it might be sharp or might be negative or might be attacking. And a lot of times, truth be told, I interpret it um, in the wrong way because I'm so overly sensitive to it that I sometimes interpret something that's not even there. So that's also another thing that I need to work on is, hey, is this actually uh, a negative tone or a negative energy that's coming at this? Or am I just being super sensitive? And, and so that's also some work that I had to be on. So there's a lot of complex dynamics that go on here. But the more we work through them and are willing to work through them and are willing to see this and, and understand what's happening, the easier it gets to resolve and work through all this. Um, and the sixth step is take ownership and apologize for where you went wrong. And this is the biggest part of shortening the refractory period in my mind after an argument, because if no one takes ownership and no one takes responsibility for what happened as an individual and as a partner, you really didn't get anywhere at all. And I can speak from experience when any time, if there's a partnership, if there's something wrong or if there's some disagreement or some argument, 
I always have a part in that 100% of the time because it's a partnership. It's not just an isolated individual anymore. If there's a partnership, there, there has to be at least one little thing that I did. So I always need to take ownership for my part and she needs to find where she can take ownership in her part. Always, 100% of the time, in any argument, in any disagreement, there will be a place for you to take ownership. And that's where we need to find that. And leading with ownership is massive to a massive step to getting to that recovery process, to, to getting to that uh, flatline, that point zero, neutrality. The seventh tip is problem solve together. And this was another lesson for me. <laughs> I used to try to provide a solution that would resolve our problem all the time. And I would think it was a brilliant solution. And many times it was. It was brilliant for me. For me anyways. It, it, it made sense in my eyes. It made sense to me. But that doesn't necessarily it may, doesn't mean that it made sense for Jess. It didn't necessarily land 100% for both of us. So at this point, we need to collaborate on different ideas on how to be better collectively and personally. And frequently, we have to do our own personal inner work to show up in a better way. But that's what we do on our own. But also, it is a relationship. The relationship can't be resolved and can't evolve if we're only doing our inner work, our own, only doing our personal introspective work if we're only meditating and not involving our partner if we're only journaling and not involving our partner we need to collaborate and bring that work together because it's a relationship and many times especially in the personal development world they preach you know you can you can solve everything by doing your inner work which has a lot of validity behind it but when it comes to relationships there's no way around working through things together and really getting to the bottom of things um, and that's to say that a relationship will always have complex and deeply woven psychological entanglements and triggers. There's no way around that. We're just too complex in nature and learning to navigate arguments to understand our partner so they can understand us is critically important to sustain a healthy, lasting relationship in my eyes. So we need to problem solve together and that's understanding so we can be understood the eighth tip is avoid looping the argument and this was a massive one for us we used to loop the argument so often and again i'll take ownership for my part here but it ten it, it was frequently jess who would loop the argument and it used to be the most frustrating thing i was like why are we back at the start? Like we just went through this whole argument or talked everything out. Like it's all on the table and now we're going back to the start. Like why are we looping this? And that's a frequent thing. And what I came to realize is arguments tend to loop because somebody is not feeling heard. They still feel unheard. They still feel like there's that lack of ownership as well as potentially not looking at their own ownership as well. So, and there might be some sort of you know, I talked about uh, emotional addictions. And when we frequently get into arguments or disagreements, there's some sort of minor pleasure release, dopamine release from that argument, from outlashing some sort of anger or 
or outlash because it it's almost that sense of justification and there's this little um there's this little little pattern that tends to be um tend to be released with that dopamine and it wants us to keep reacting or keep releasing because it gives us that feeling of justification but again using awareness knowing what might be going on and this doesn't need to be mean that i'm talking about jess or you or anyone it just it, it exists so it's something to be aware of and when we frequently see that our arguments loop or tend to be recurring it's most likely either that that emotional addiction or the fact that somebody or both parties are not taking ownership for their own part and most likely are not feeling heard or not not feeling seen. So so then it just starts over again because you feel like you haven't got anywhere. And 90% of the time, it's because we don't want to go there. It's uncomfortable. It's difficult. It's icky to take that ownership and say, yeah, this is what I did. Yeah, you know, I apologize and here's what I did. And this, this is what I feel bad for. And I really screwed up here and not, not seeking for your other, for your partner to do the same, but just taking full ownership without expectation of reciprocity. And then more likely than not, they will reciprocate that. They will take their ownership. And now you have that lighter energy around the conversation. And now you can hear, you can seek to understand so you can be understood. And now you can make progress. Now you can collaborate and now you can move forward. And man, that took years of figuring out for Jess and I. We're definitely not perfect at it, but it is night and day because we implement everything I just talked about and it took years of figuring it out. So I'm laying it on the table and if you're to actually listen, digest and try to implement what I'm saying, I promise it's gonna have some sort of impact in your next argument or even just disagreement. And the final step, hug it out and feel the love that exists between the two of you because it's, it's surely there. If you're in a partnership together, there's a good chance that there's a deep love and deep connection and always, no matter how difficult it might be, or even a little bit awkward after a confronting conversation like that, just make sure that you acknowledge some kind of affection and uh, whether that's a hug, a kiss, and just be with that moment so you can move on and, uh, and go and grow from there. So that's basically the episode and just a reminder, if any of my messages or podcasts resonate with you, please give it a five-star rating and feel free to write a review. It would mean a lot to me if you did. And I'd love to hear from you if my message has been impacting your life at all. So feel free to reach out to me, uh, check out my website, go to joelmahe.ca send me an email to coaching at joelmahe.ca or just check me out on instagram my tagline is just joelmahe and uh, that pretty much sums up how to shorten arguments and reduce the recovery period of those arguments this has been and was a struggle point for Jess and I in our relationship, in our life. We, we take on a lot. We're, we're, we're both very sensitive. We're both very competitive. We both have strong desires and, and needs that we don't want to let sit aside in our relationship. And I think that's epic that we're both not willing to settle. And, but that came, that came with some difficult conversations, uh, definitely some different viewpoints, some conflict points. 
And over the years, we've just gotten so much better at navigating and working through those. And I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of where we've gotten our relationship and what we've created in our lives. And I genuinely hope that you can listen to this message today and implement it in your relationship and your next argument or disagreement. And you will surely surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.